0: This is episode 42, I believe, of Invite the Neighbors. Um, right now I have Tanner Ellis, his soul Project Young Adult Fiction. He's on his way over here. Um, we're going to talk about his new album, uh, Much Too Big to Be a Lapdog, which is fucking sweet. Um, recorded most of it, if not all of it, on a tape deck, I'm pretty sure, and it's got like, that really nice, horrible sound to it. Um, a lot of people in our, our local scene here have really, really enjoyed it, so it's from outside of the Michigan scene. you haven't heard of Young Adult Fiction, go check out their album for sure. Um, bringing his tape deck with him is going to kind of explain to me how that works. I've never used one. Uh, we might even throw down some tracks from my uh, my record. I, once I heard that, I was like, ooh, i got to have that sound somewhere on my record. So um, He's hopefully going to bring that over and uh, play you guys a song. And... Uh, for some reason, he's bringing Colin from Ship and Sail, um, who I've played about 38 shows with, and none of them were with his full band, um, and I'm pretty sure that has everything to do with Colin hates me, but uh, who knows? But regardless, he'll be here too. Um, and Colin's been on the podcast like you know 97 times, even though there's only. 42 episodes because that's just the way colin is he's greedy um but anyways yeah young adult fiction and colin here we go so much that will be get caught sometimes keep going almost you know there actually the weekend. keep going <laughs> huh keep going i'm almost there who's the
1: weekend is that the one without the e in the middle <laughs> pretty sure weekend it's not really in the middle is it dude well, it
0: is kind of in the uh, i wanted you to keep rapping
1: oh uh lose yourself my name is tanner ellis and i am scared of losing myself in the song because I sing them and then I'll lose myself and then I change after the first verse to my Logan Gavel voice.
2: It's a good thing the come up here because he has a lot more to say than I I just called you out
1: big time on something <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to you about. What? I wasn't even listening. You switch your your vocal style mid-song too much. Sorry. Okay.
0: So if if there was anything you'd like to say off a recording and get that it out, out of the way... Over. No, 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 I mean, I'm trying to trick you. I'm recording. Uh, I was hoping you'd say like, I
2: hate some, yeah, or something like that. something, something, like, something to that
0: effect. You know, some oh. some dirt. I wear scarves indoors. It? Hey, that's all I got, Tanner. I what up? Bro? Nice to meet you again, dude. Likewise, yeah. Met you first time I met you was like I don't know five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Now I just feel like I'm meeting you for the second time because <laughs> the mics are hot, dude.
2: Did you graduate from Michigan?
0: Yeah. Me yeah. too. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, what year?
2: Uh, it's like four months ago. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, dude. Thanks, dude. Yeah. So this I oh, where'd you, like, study?
0: Where'd psychology. you go? I, dude, I graduated in 2014.
2: Did you ever take uh, Nick Ellis?
0: Nick Ellis. He teaches psychology. <sighs> that kind of sounds old, familiar. Old
2: white British guy?
0: No, definitely not a British okay. guy. I had this guy, Dick Mann, though. Richard Dick Mann. Dick Mann? Yeah. Great name. And he, dude, he was... One of the, uh, so I think it's Richard Leary was the guy at Harvard back in like the sixties or seventies doing LSD experiments yeah, when they were originally yeah. Timothy, Leary. Timmy, Tim Leary. Okay. Yeah. He Dick man was one of Tim Leary's grad students when they were doing the LSD experiments. Dope. So like we, it was this class about like, uh, like psychology of mind, body, spirit connection and like telepathic communication and like like a lot of psychedelic stuff. That sounds It was just, it was a fucking mean. sweet class, dude. It was a yeah. really sweet class. Damn. But,
1: uh, <laughs> Nick Alice is the best voice in psychology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're here with Tanner, uh, the best voice in DIY. That's me. Where did that actually come from? Do you know?
2: I think it might have been Marco or Pat. It was, it's got to be with like them. It was like the Big Blue or, House era. era. Did like... you ever go to the Big Blue House? Tyler Burkhardt's old place? No. 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 That was a cool, they had acoustic gigs like twice a month we met because bombastic dream pussy was playing yeah there with you yeah and then uh then colin fangirled on my facebook page i was like wow nobody's ever done this before Who is this (laughs) kid
1: and then i got scared pretending i didn't see tanner and tanner then came up to me and said colin right oh did i do that yeah oh good very out of character i've learned nice yeah that is out of character
0: thought i found waldo but it was just colin
1: this was before I was wearing glasses. This when I was just having headaches all the time instead. Uh-oh. And now you're just having other kind of headaches all the time
2: instead. Oh, now
1: I get stomach aches.
2: Oh, aches. stomach aches? Yeah.
1: yeah, I think it's cute. S-T-U-M-M-Y.
2: S-T-U-M-M-Y. I, I get
0: stummy aches. That's cute.
2: Since I did this podcast, can I get a sticker?
0: Yeah, yeah. but literally I have to take it off of the interface. That's Great. I have to order more, but yeah, they, they re-stick really well. So you can have one.
1: I'll uh, tell uh, you I no
0: quality on the Yeah, no. They I didn't even get it on the website, dude. I, I got it from like Signorama in Ann Arbor. And uh, over stickers. overpaid Stick because plus. I needed, a, I was like rushing them. I paid like 50 cents a sticker, which is fucking outrage. But, anyways. <laughs> anyways. anyways <laughs> I don't want to get into I want stuff. to talk about Tanner's new record because it's awesome. It's called Much M2 Too B2 Big B2 to Be a, a Lap Dog. Right? That's true.
2: That is the name of it.
0: And it's gotten a lot of... Uh, I've seen a lot of praise for it. People said some nice stuff.
1: Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. He's got some solid listenership
0: Yeah, releasing it. Yeah. Um, it's it just... You know... It completely changed my mind about like uh, lo-fi, like tape deck sort of stuff. Thank you. you. Know? I'm glad. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. And it's like... I'm not trying to toot your horn too much and make you uncomfortable yeah, or whatever, but like it, this is—it's one of those things where certain records, it's like it's weird that I know the people because yeah. it's like if I heard it, it would, I would be like, oh, I would probably listen to it anyways. Yeah, and you know, and I without singling anybody out, Colin. But um, you know, it's enough, <laughs> no, I'm just not nah, you, Colin. But I'm just saying in general, like when you have friends in bands, you'll often you'll give them like courtesy listens and things yeah, like that, sure. and you want to support each other, and that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but like yeah everyone has their own tastes. Everybody is going to naturally have like things that they like more than others. And there's some records that I just really feel like, wow, dude, it's like, it's cool that I do this because I get to meet people who make really awesome records. And I thought that one was definitely, definitely one of them. And, um, thank you. Yeah, dude, for sure. And like, I always used to be, I'm like, when you listen to my own recordings, it's like very hi-fi, very like trying to get the best possible sound, like these complex arrangements and shit like that. Right. And I was, I always thought it was just like this dirty hipster thing to, to like, to just make something sound like quote unquote bad on purpose, you know? And like,
2: (laughs) no, you're absolutely right. Like it is like totally not intuitive and, or like, I don't know if you looked at my recording process. Which is to say, when I was recording, I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing a logical thing here. I'm, like, fucking, uh, the reason that it's got all that, like, warbly bullshit on it is yeah. because I would, um, when I was recording, uh, I would be doing single track. Like, I started every song with a single track of guitar and vocals. Okay. And I would play that into a tape deck, which I was recording on. And I would also, from the tape deck, DI into GarageBand.
0: Oh, garage band?
2: Yeah, straight up. Um, awesome. And then because the tape lags slightly, I would then have to go back through because I had two identical tracks, but one of them was at a slightly different speed because I was recording it onto tape. So then I would wow. have to go like measure by measure, like making sure everything was in time. It was like such a dumb fucking
0: like it didn't make any sense. That's that's awesome though, because like that that sounds like it's right up my alley. And if I was using a tape back tape deck, that sounds like something exactly yeah. like what I would do because. Yeah. I'm really lazy and I don't like planning stuff out ahead of time as far as like accounting for the tape stretch and like like making a metronome. Like I would definitely like, I've never used a click until this record I've been working on now because I'm actually Mm -hmm. working with people like, like sound engineers and stuff. But I've always been the type that just kind of lays a track down and then everything else just link up in time with that rather than having like a fixed grid. But
2: recording recording in a studio is such a Colin does it all the time but like i don't know how people i'm not in like a studio studio no but you like record with people you know i record with one
1: person who i've been doing records with for years now so it's easier now but it was
2: it was weird especially singing and having having the trust to hand like with the record that i put out like literally nobody touched it except me yeah yeah, um, which is like even like mastering and mixing and like shit, shit like that. Like that was all me, which is one of the many reasons that it uh, sounds kind of shit. It sounds kind of shitty, but in like a somewhat interesting way.
0: Well, yeah, it. it's it's it kind of transcends the shittiness, though.
2: Right. Exactly. That's, okay. Like, good. Sh- I, right. sh- I'm just a not word. sure it does sound shitty. Yeah, that's I the mean, thing. Like it, it, I, sounds, I see what it, you're it sounds. It doesn't sound conventionally good. I think. Yes. There's
1: a, I think there's an argument there for for a culpa that way. But I'm not sure that you have that on this one because you filled it out so much. But that there are, the noise yeah, isn't no, I certainly there. filled it out. But like the, there's not accidental. It doesn't feel like there's accidental.
3: Yeah, like it, it is fairly in intentional,
2: but it's arbitrarily intentional. Like mm-hmm.
3: the
2: yeah. thing that I'm intending to Try do to. is not like a conventionally appealing thing. Right. Sure. Or yes. certainly to me, I'm like, what? Like what? Why the fuck am I doing this? But it's, like, it's, what is motivating me to be it, this fucking
0: dumb about it. Did you like? Because for me, like when I listen to it, the just the tone of the songs themselves, like the the mood of it all, mm-hmm. it lends itself so perfectly with the way it sounds. Dope. I'm glad. And like I, I was curious, like if it, had you had those songs written and thought like, oh, this would translate well to a tape recording, or did you just kind of was it kind of serendipitous?
2: It was so. It's always been a, or like my musical motivation has always been to. Just like whole cloth, rip off the microphones. <laughs> like, uh do you know that band at all? Do you listen to them? Mm-mm. The Glow Part Two. Have you heard of that? Maybe. No. Oh man. Okay. So this this one album, Colin knows how I feel about it, but um, like, has been like my all time favorite piece of music since I was like sixteen or whatever. Which is rare for me to like give a shit about the same thing for more than a couple years. Yeah. Um, but it it, it was very much like an experimental experimental, just like dude in a studio by himself, like. Figuring out, oh, if I put the microphone, like, 20 feet away, it sounds like this. Uh, and as a, or, like, you know, just, like, leaning into unconventional sound and shit like that. Um, yeah. And I always thought that was such a fascinating way of doing things. And then I also don't have... Um, I don't have the
3: confidence
2: to... Or, I mean, of course, I'm, like, just debilitated by self-doubt constantly. Uh, so yeah, a yeah, twenty yeah. first that's, that's common. Um, so I'm kind of using the whole lo-fi tape shit to
0: justify, uh, kind of, kind of like hide behind the, like, let let the imperfections be like, uh, like an accoutrement to the sound. I don't think,
2: I don't think that if I went into a studio that was being recorded by professionals or whatever, I wouldn't be happy with that music because it would be too, Perfect. It it, it would be. There would be nothing between my music and the listener, and I want some shit between my music and the listener because I'm scared. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So I just want to like throw in extra shit to like justify. I don't
0: know. Well, you know what? It it it, it all it worked out so perfectly because like the yeah like the vulnerability of it lends itself to like the shakiness, the warbly. Like it, it it sounds like it should sound, I guess, like Sick. based on like the subject matter, which yeah. we'll get into also because I'm curious about that. But yeah. like just the overall it ties together really well. It it feels cohesive throughout it. And there's a lot of experimental type stuff too. Like yeah. there's a lot of like breaks in songs and like weird little effects that Things that you would hear on a digital track, yeah, but through like this tape deck thing, right? Like, that inspired me, like honestly, like that was something that I was like, oh shit, dude, oh shit, this is cool. I gotta, I gotta have a sound like this on yeah. my own record here. Sick.
2: I'm glad. Yeah, I think, I think it was a really interesting. It was a really interesting process to me because the only other thing that I really recorded with the intent of releasing was my first EP album, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Mia Copa, which came out like a year and a half ago two years ago almost oh, okay. um, and that was all single track stuff that was like me sat down actually wait let me show you the where the fuck's my jacket oh here it is this is what I recorded the first album on exclusively this is like oh wow a Walkman from the 90s that my dad had at work and I found it in the basement like four years <laughs> wow. ago and I took it um, sweet like this was a single track like just me a,
0: singing and playing guitar favor and like twist the blind thing oh yeah it's like the sun's getting- perfect okay. thank you thank you oh yeah um I think so. yeah
2: no but like the only the only other thing that i ever recorded with the intent of release was all just single track stuff me singing and playing guitar um and so going into this new album with some kind of intent of making it of like graduating from that a little bit like yeah. making it more of a finished product or like more
0: of like a like a yeah more of a product um kind of stuff were you uh were you listening to when you were writing this um
2: the microphones mount eerie phil alvrim this guy um so so the microphones are all the same thing yeah (laughs) yeah i yeah three different names for the same project basically um but then but again like a lot of um like jordan mason and the horse museum have you ever heard of them like weird like lo-fi like viscerally uncomfy music. like like yeah. music that kind of or you know, like greet death, obviously. like mm-hmm. a lot of their lyricism is like kind of intentionally uncomfy. Like, yeah, yeah, like talking about like very visceral like sex stuff they talk about a lot in like a really weird. Way that's yeah. like not erotic but very visceral. And yeah. It's like, okay. Oh, this makes me feel weird in like a fun way. And um, Tanner loves
1: gross things, and that's I think that's there's a lot of that on the record. Yeah. In like Jack Lantern and yeah. things like that, where yeah. it's like spits out a
2: mouthful of hair and like <laughs> weird, weird things like that on the record. Yeah. No, I, I really yeah I really like. I don't think that I'm a good enough musician to make something that's. Just studio recorded, like nothing between the music and the listener. That I will think is interesting. So I have to do all these, like, yeah, dumb, you know, like, like convoluted, well, the, processes the, the, to like justify the music.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, like, it go it kind of goes both ways. I feel like where someone like myself, you know, I'm, I'm probably I'm pretty good at arranging stuff in a studio. Like I'm, I'm good at like you know creating like these good sound like Mm -hmm. with the help of an engineer obviously i don't know how to do sound engineering but like creating things that sound good in that in that studio like hi-fi environment yeah but if i were to try and do what you do it would probably sound really shitty so it's like you know obviously being self-deprecating and humble and all that yeah but uh (laughs) it's like I don't think it's an accident that it's good. Like I think you sure. there's there there's an art to it, and I think it's easy to try and do something like that and really fuck it up and make it unpalatable. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. know, so the fact that you're able to take these things that are conventionally right. not good sounding, quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. and make it into something that's appealing and listenable and like you can, it's not a novelty. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. not just like, oh, that's cute. Like, and then uh, now I'm done with it. It's like it, ha- a, it has re-listen value. And yeah,
2: stuff. I, I, I struggled a lot with that fine line between like, is this unconventional and interesting, or is this just not fun to listen to? Right. Because um, like, there were a few tracks that I recorded for that album, and then I like <laughs> left them for a few weeks and returned to them, and I was like, this just doesn't sound good. <laughs> like, this is not a pleasant thing to listen to because I tried way too hard to make it just convoluted and like counterintuitive. He shortened uh, a couple tracks. Yeah. That just weren't... What's there. that, Colin? Kind of get that, get that chewing in the microphone. Make sure He shortened really,
0: a couple... Nom, nom, nom.
2: He shortened a couple tracks or at least
1: one track. I don't know yeah. if he did more than one, but...
2: Yeah, because... Uh, or the other thing is also I feel, um I mean, a, a, again, it's the same. It's the same thing that any fucking like... You don't have to listen to. Yeah, exactly. I don't hour. want to ask I felt really crazy about putting out a 30 minute long record because I was like, that's a fucking half hour that I'm asking of somebody. Like I'm trying to get my friends to spend a half hour on this thing that they don't really have to care about. Like that yeah. felt in and of itself like a little bit um it, Like is- of course it's self like of course it's kind of like narcissistic in that way. And like, of course because I'm uh, <laughs> you know, uh, because I struggle with you know all, all the yeah, shit that I think, everybody you struggles know, with. with some some Self
0: consciousness yeah, exactly. like it's just like it's crazy
2: to hyper me. Self awareness sort of thing. Yeah, or like yeah, it feels it's very difficult for me to certain. say I have thirty minutes worth of shit to say. You're gonna listen to it, or like you yeah. know, it, it, I I'm not confident enough to say this is worth your time. I can't believe it's only thirty mm. minutes. Yeah. I just looked up thirty-one fifty-four.
1: Yeah, you just right. let
0: the the music for itself though. I mean, I understand that feeling. uh... For sure. And I think, you know, a lot of people listening can relate because we're all (laughs) musicians or we're going to be listening to this. If uh, I say we as if I'm listening to it, I'm talking right now. Uh, Meta. But, yeah, I I think people wouldn't be listening to this podcast if they weren't into finding out new things and into, uh, you know, indulging you for half an hour. And this podcast will end up being more than half an hour that they're indulging you. You know what (laughs) I mean? So I think. Yeah. It's, it's healthy. I think you got to strike a balance because I think it's healthy yep. to have that, yep. like, to not have this sense of, like, people owe it to you to listen. Yeah, exactly. I put in all this work. Like, how could you not right. listen? You know, like, that's the least you could do. Right. So, you know, it's healthy to not have that, but it's also healthy to, like, to understand that, like, people, it's not a burden yeah that you're putting on them it's like nobody is doing it because they don't want to i mean you know if the music's good they'll just listen you know right and that that that's your job is to just put something out there and then leave it up to everybody else to decide like yeah because you know like i said like if if they don't like it then they don't have to listen to the entire right you know right
2: yeah uh another thing this is not um this is only tangentially related um Another thing, Colin is always trying to make me go full band, which is a thing that I've always dreamed about doing, but it's yeah. also just not a thing that I feel equipped to do <coughs> right now. Um, it's only because you haven't done it. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. But like, I, I don't feel like emotionally intelligent or stable enough to like wrangle a group of cats. It's hard. Dude. Yeah. No, it's got to be nuts. I, that's the, the way I feel part. is that
1: if, you, if, if, it's a, if it's not wanting to turn the project into full band, that's fine, but... It's not a lack of capability that is a yeah part. sure
2: no it's it's not a lack of capability but you it are is you are more than band.
1: capable of being like the person in a band that leads it yeah
2: but also or uh, I guess when I'm and that
1: trying, doesn't mean you have to make records the way I make records either. right right well,
0: I think I think that people like your album enough that they would want to just play it like for instance if you asked me like if 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 you needed an intro, I would do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, like right. I would learn some shit yeah. like, cause it wouldn't be hard. They're not complicated parts. Right. I've gathered yeah. a band and approached him and ambushed him.
2: I know. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like a lot of really good musicians who I respect greatly have been like, hey, yeah, like, kids. let me play your stuff. And like, obviously yeah. that's so fucking flattering. And yeah, I'm yeah. so excited about that. But also I'm like, I'm fucking like, we played. A, we I played tell a Colin round. that I want to hang out and I don't text him back for three days. <laughs> like <laughs> we,
1: we, um, we played a, Young Adult Fiction song at No Fun Club Practice a couple weeks ago. Nice. Like we all knew the song. I don't know. Did we? No. You weren't there. Oh. What song did No fun Club Practice. We played "Run With Wire. Oh. Just randomly one day at practice. just True. like, Jake <laughs> kinda had figured it out. That's what i I'm know saying. it. And Mike listens to it enough to know <laughs> how to drum it. Damn.
2: That's super sweet.
1: I want to hear that. You should have recorded it. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of a spur of the moment <laughs> thing. It just kind of started
2: happening. Um, yeah. But I, I, think, cool. I think what I mean to say, ultimately, is um, I'm always more interested in... If I never gather a full band um, who I feel, like, confident with and, like, want to, like, go out and play shows with them, that's not my number one concern musically. Or, like... But,
0: like, if that didn't happen, you wouldn't Yeah, be I wouldn't
2: be super upset about it. You don't I, need that I, fulfilled I'm, sort of thing? Right. I, I'm mostly... The thing that I'm most interested in doing is making a thing... Like like making a product, like making an album yeah. or making a song or making a yeah. sound that I think is interesting. Like that's always going to be the ultimate goal. If I don't play that many shows or like if I don't have a band, I'm not super concerned about that. That's obviously yourself. a thing that I would love to do. But like mostly I just want to be in my buddy's basement and like yeah. making weird noises and then like posting online. And if somebody listens to it, that's sick. That's cool. Um, and, you- and supplementing that with acoustic shows and with just solo shows and stuff. Yeah, is I got a you. thing I got that you. I love. Um, but it's not ultimately the
0: goal. I don't think. No, I understand. Yeah. So with a record like the one you have, when you play it live, is there any attempt to like recreate some of this the other stuff? That's not going even on besides? a fucking little bit. Okay. Like
2: it's so, it, and that's that's a but thing that's, that that's I a different with.
0: experience though. I right. bet. Like yeah, now no, you're hearing sure. it live through a good PA. Like you're right. hearing you and your 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 unfiltered voice kind of thing. Yeah. So I think and be I kind I kind of like. do like the notion of the album being one
2: thing on its own, and then the actual experience of Same. the live music is completely different. I yeah. think that's a large, pl- like, pro in young adult fiction. Like, that's a big yeah. point that
1: people like a lot. Yeah. Because the, the, so- I don't the think songs are is- going to be different yeah. almost every live show. I
2: think, I think if I tried to mimic the way that it was on the record, it would just be fucking dumb. Like, I don't think I could pull it off live. Um, I because think- the sound that I did, like, I probably spent, like... 10 to 20 hours on individual tracks on that album. Like I, I spent an absurd amount of time on each of those tracks and there's no way that I could accurately represent. Yeah. Live.
0: So what, what I think is I, one, I wouldn't want you to do that Mm -hmm. as a, as a listener, you know Um, what I would think would be cool is if you did something easy, much easier than that. But just like had like maybe like a a tape deck playing or like something to create atmosphere around it yeah like something that's so so it's still a different experience from the record it's not the same thing but it adds like a a whole other layer so like the the live performance you know has these layers that aren't on the record so you're getting even more
2: and yeah i think um actually the reason that i got um, so most of most of the record I recorded on this like single track like Walkman cassette recorder, um, but then some of it I recorded on a four track Tascam. The reason that I got that four track Tascam is because I saw Tyler Floyd play yeah an acoustic Parkway show like two or three years ago at this point, and he had. Um, a four-track task cam just like on a doing drone shit yeah doing yeah. droney shit just like doing like wind chimes or like birds or whatever yeah. um and then he was just you know like playing you know just beautiful acoustic yeah. music and yeah. he's just got such a perfect voice and all that shit um but like that was that was really cool and it's i like couldn't see myself that. or even like early nest lake shit like early nest lake shows yeah when it was just uh when it was just i was calling chandler and yeah. chris like they would have just, like, tapes they found in their parents' basement, just, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, running in the background, and then they would, like, fuck with, like, the levels and whatever else throughout the song. But, like, that kind of stuff I can definitely see myself doing. I just don't know how yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, I'm, I'm with or, you Or, like, there. it's even,
2: like, I, I, like, I fucking forget to bring a guitar cable to a gig. <laughs> like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to hold myself accountable to the point where I would actually be showing up with... A tape deck and the cables and a power, set, you know, like there's just. Two, yeah, I well, don't trust
0: myself you enough. You just gotta get to like to a, like a, like I like for the podcast, for example, like mm-hmm. I have a dedicated bag that's yeah. just mobile podcasting yeah. stuff, so that right. when I go to do an onsite podcast, all I gotta do is put my computer, everything that you see right here, yeah, except for that mic, I, I just put in that bag, and there's already other cables, there's already right. other right. like tabletop mic stands and stuff, yeah. So, I think you're just being lazy, dude. No, yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> I super
2: am. And one day, or, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. From
0: one lazy person to another. Right, God, exactly. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think, you know, I'm I'm excited uh, to to play The Blind Pig with you. Yeah, dude, I'm coming looking up. forward to that a lot. Colin? I've never played The Pig before. Really? I've never
2: really played at a venue before. Mm,
1: really? I mean, not Kinda. like... Kind of, not really, yeah. Yeah. is what I meant
2: to say.
0: Well, I'm excited to hear how, what it sounds, because the sound system there is really good.
2: Yeah, it's going to be weird being on like a stage stage. I've never like, stood on stage. Yeah. It's, I find it
1: very hard sometimes to stand when I'm playing acoustic guitar on a stage because there's so much room. I, I sit a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah I like you that. not sit. Yeah, no, like I would much rather. It would be weird if you did. Yeah.
0: It depends on like what you're doing.
1: I don't think it's bad, bad to sit.
0: I don't it would be that. bad
1: for Tanner to sit. I'm I don't just know bad why. It's just like for him, I just He's don't see He's bad at it. sitting. I don't see that happening. <laughs> The, I used to, uh, I used show, to did I, I tell you this, uh, I sat at the last show where I played with you and you, and it was kind of weird that I was sitting and you weren't, but it was such a small room. It didn't matter. Sure. At Pat's house.
2: Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, no, I used to, um, as a, <laughs> I played a uh, clarinet. I was homeschooled. I oh, played, I played clarinet. In, fuck yeah. I played clarinet <laughs> in a church every Wednesday. Uh, and that was my only like, um, social event of the week for, uh, you yeah. know, until I was like 14 and I used to, um, I used to sway so much in my chair, Uh, that I would (laughs) fall out of the chair and my band instructor would be like, come on, like fucking get it together. Like I would just move too much. Um, and I think, I think a part of that is still true. Like I think, um, I don't know. It just like feels wrong. I want to, I want to be like stumbling around and like wiggling when I'm playing music. I don't know. It just feels more interesting. Yeah. That's another thing is I have a tendency to walk away from the mic. Yeah.
1: That's, that's a, that's a bad habit of mine. Standing with the mic. Yeah.
0: It would be really nice to have one of those uh ted talk mics that wraps around your ear and he just sticks in front of your face but you, then you look like britney spears um this, i don't know why i always associate those look. mics with britney yeah spears. no i do too not a good look. but i move around so much but it's kind of fun it's kind of like rock and roll to like remember to get back to the mic yeah yeah you know I, mean? I do like that like i always feel like those are like a crowd pleasing moments whenever i'm playing yeah. and like i sure i'm like going nuts and I start singing something and I'm not even at the mic and then I like keep doing it until I get there kind of yeah. thing like I yeah. I feel it feels very punk rock to do that to me
2: yeah yeah I, I don't yeah. play a lot with I mean most of the shows that I play are like not even plugged in like they're yeah. mostly just acoustic because You're most loud. of the time. I'm, yeah like I can I can get away
1: with there's a lot of acoustic person I know probably really um b- besides the people that are like um that are doing their full bandy mouth stuff yeah. as an acoustic show because yeah, they'll be loud. Sure. but like for right. people who just play acoustic music you're pretty loud yeah
0: true. i think you have a deep voice so it'll probably you play hard too yeah oh yeah that's good gotta play hard dude gotta i play very i like soft. dynamics i like when i play completely different on acoustic than i do electric but yeah. do a lot of finger picking on on acoustic and like pretty stuff and then electric i just i strum way too hard I always break strings yeah every really?
2: every fucking string on this guitar is from a different set of strings a couple of them <laughs> strings. it sounds like shit <laughs> it sounds really shit. bad i, I have another acoustic
0: down there we could probably use if you want. Uh, yeah I mean, maybe like, well as soon though. as i
2: tune this up we can figure out if it like actually sounds decent
0: if yeah not, He's been, it like
2: this i've used it since then yeah it's not good
0: it's fine, fine. so it's fine. um i want to get a little bit on your record a little bit more Then we can probably talk about the compilation stuff too while you're here yeah, yeah whatever but um so as far as, like, content, or, like, uh, lyrical content, mm-hmm. is there, like, a theme, is there a concept behind this? Or, like, what kind of stuff are we talking about on this?
2: Um, we're talking about... Oh, man. That's, like, the one question that I should have prepared for. Um, I don't know, we're talking a lot about... Um That's the same thing. I mean, to the I extent
0: mean. that you're comfortable.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, or, you know, just because... Uh, it's a funny question to answer because all of the stuff um, that I write about is so inherent in my life that it feels very natural to write about. And then when I take a step back and look back at it, I'm like, what the, What the fuck am I writing about? Like, mm. clearly this is, like, a meaningful thing to me because it is so natural that I am putting it into words. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I'm uh, writing about just having a, a hard time in, like, life and society. I don't know. It's, like, how fucking weird it is to just be a person who goes to school and goes to work and like has friends and like just like how like an objectively normal life is still so fucking weird. Yeah like, like I get that. I don't know. Like I sometimes I like I I just like overthink myself into thought spirals about totally mundane things and then It's like semantic saturation. It's like if you say the same word over and over again, it loses meaning. Like if I think too much about the same thing, all of a sudden it's just like it breaks down into its parts and none of them like seem to fit together anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck is this?
0: Yeah, I get, uh, I was just researching this the other day because it happens to me every so often. Like when my anxiety is really high, I get like derealization, like depersonalization stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of what you're describing, you know, like all of a sudden nothing feels real. Mm -hmm. Like the worst that's ever happened to me was like having like a full blown panic attack and I... I was, I thought that, like, everything was, I got going down this rabbit hole in my mind, like, what if this is just a simulation, you know? Like, what if, what if I'm the only thing that's (laughs) real, you know? We were talking about
1: this yesterday. (laughs) Everything is equally as meaningful if it's a simulation.
0: Well, the thing is, it's like, what if it's, what if it's just my simulation in that? When people leave, they're not there. They're only there, like, when I perceive them. With solipsism or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it, it was just really it, it fucks with me and it was like five minutes I broke I mean it was just a just a panic attack you know yeah, I mean it right. was actually a mild yeah. one in, in comparison yeah. to I love uh, talking about that stuff that, I had my first yeah. rarefied
2: panic attack a couple weeks ago oh that really congratulations exciting. dude thank, thank you right. yeah. welcome <laughs> to the club <laughs> the fact that it's your first is, is I weird. know dude I was surprised too I was like I'm Oh yeah, I don't know. It took a while, or you know, but and so and another thing that I w- one of the big reasons that I started writing music is because until I was like eighteen, I was like I'm the happiest person that I know, oh, and wow. then when I was like nineteen, I was like oh shit, I can't leave my bed for like a I week. Didn't do uh, that. Yeah, no. That's funny. Yeah, no. I I did not.
0: How old are you now? Like twenty two. Twenty one. Okay, just graduated. Um,
2: yeah, Definitely. but no, like I I really I never even considered that I had that I could have like
0: mental health clinical shit. depression yeah you know? right yeah. like
2: it, when i was like actually diagnosed i was like holy shit this explains so or like you know like the way that i've been feeling for so long is because i have a condition like i yeah, just never yeah. even stopped and considered that i could be yeah atypical in any way until i was like 19 and then it, i was like oh shit i'm really fucked up and I, that's one of the big reasons that i started recording music is because um or yeah. before before when i did consider myself to be a content person I still listened to upset music. I still listened to all these bands who were talking about what a hard life they had. Yeah. Um and then I would try to emulate that, but because I didn't actually feel any of that, it felt very disingenuous. Because I thought that I was a happy person making sad music, and I was like, "What the like? What the fuck am I
0: doing?" Yeah, just because you wanted to like do what's cool, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I get that and like there's sure. this
2: total like or like especially in like when I was like a teen, I was listening to you know like Fall Out Boy and MCR and shit like that. <laughs> Dude, and same. It was like like that there's very much kind of a romanticization of depression
0: it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy too right exactly you listen to all these things things and you like you want to you want to relate with like these bands what
1: i have a note in my phone that says something exactly like that yeah
0: yeah but it's like you want to relate to like these bands that you think are cool like for me it was like brand new back when i was in high school and like devil and god like all these depressing things and i liked it so much that i wanted to be like that and then i became this like kind of brooding sort of yeah you know not i wasn't brooding all the time but like inwardly i was kind of telling myself that i was like that person yeah yeah exactly I, I that's that, a thing
1: i'm filing a freaking noise complaint
0: oh that's what just happened? jeremy downstairs I'm my roommate's in a band
2: i love it this
1: yeah it's very exciting yeah he's like, uh,
2: like eight bit video game
0: bands called painted friends are really good oh i've heard the name yeah Me. yeah I've jeremy's like the the brainchild that's yeah. his brainchild um, no,
2: yeah, that thing that you were saying is the thing that I think about constantly. Really? Which is yeah. to say, like, yeah, like, I, I, I never actually related to a lot of the music that I loved so much as a teen, because I felt pretty content, and all the music that I was listening to was about, like, oh, hey, all my friends are dying, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that kind of shit, um, and there was always a little bit of a disconnect there, because I was like, I, I feel like I'm co-opting somebody else's culture by enjoying this, and then all yeah. of a sudden I looked around, and I was like, oh, fuck, now I'm one of those, like, it happened. Like, mm. now I am actually one of those fucking, you know, or I don't know, like, uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Do you feel like, and, and, you know, feel free with any, like, once, I always try to give this disclaimer, like, when we, once we start talking about, like, personal, like, mental health stuff, like, yeah. if there's anything that you don't feel like answering, just tell me. Oh, you yeah, know, no, we don't have to. for but, sure, like, for sure. Do you feel like once, so you said, like, you know, around 19 or whatever, you realized that, like, you had, like like, depression or whatever. Yeah. Was there yeah. anything that happened that sort of, like... Justified it, or do you feel like it was just kind of it just came like like a sickness comes?
2: You it know? it 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 did a it arrived unexpectedly, and it was so it was funny because um so I had like just moved out of my parents' house. I got into like a pretty serious relationship um, that was pretty intense, and that lasted for like a year. Um, and then when that ended, just by happenstance, that's also kind of when like. My first symptoms of, like, kind of being fucked up started showing up. Oh, okay. So immediately, of course, I blamed that those symptoms on the end of the relationship. Um, and so it took me even longer to realize, oh, no, I'm just really fucked up. Because I thought I was torn up about this breakup, but really I was just torn up because I'm all fucked up. Yeah, um, yeah. So it took me a long time to kind of come to fact and realize, oh, this is just kind of who I am in many regards. This is not the result of this relationship that ended. This is like yeah but but it wasn't uh, again it wasn't because the relationship ended or anything like that it was just like um because those events coincided i was like nothing's wrong with me it must be that thing over mm-hmm. there yeah,
0: um, yeah and yeah. then
2: it took me a while to kind of step back and realize oh it's been a number of months so i'm still pretty upset about this thing maybe it's not that thing that i'm upset about maybe yeah it's,
0: it's 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 tough to say like it's like a chicken and egg situation like you know was it when things like that happen right that kind of coincide timing wise with with right. like the onset of a mental health condition it's like was that condition going to come anyways or or was right. that thing the thing that triggered it and now even though that situation's gone these feelings are lingering or right exactly. it's tough to say i'm not a fucking doctor you know you're a psychologist yeah though, apparently if people say i'm a psychologist that's the funniest thing uh, i have a bachelor's degree in psychology <laughs> hey, <laughs> i'm a social true. worker
2: yeah what are you doing you do
0: I, I work for child protective services that's
2: badass no shit
0: yeah yeah Damn. trying to get out of it yeah Been, doing it for a couple of years i did foster care for a year um, and then I was like a babysitter for kids. I'm not a babysitter. I didn't know that you did this. What?
1: I didn't know that's what you did. Yeah. Yeah. speak with you after the podcast is over. Okay. i got some childs I want to
0: protect. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely not personally protect them, but I will let you know how to protect them. You don't protect them? I, I don't like leave my house when you tell me something's going on and then like go protect them. But...
1: Say, okay. I'm just confused about what, what your job is. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's so fine. No. if
0: you report something to me... No, we
1: don't have to talk about it right we're now. We're going to talk about it because no, this is my podcast. Right
0: I'm just going to tell you one thing. If you report something to me, I'm a mandated reporter, so I have to call Grand Rapids, the, the intake, and give them the details. Or I can give you the phone number, and then you can call and give them the details. That's how it works. Um, but I'll explain more after this. Uh, but I, if I were to do the protecting... When I do the protecting, it's like I'll get a, a complaint assigned to me. Like someone will call in saying like, oh, so-and-so is doing this to their kid allegedly. So then I go out and investigate. I go out talk to the kids, talk to teachers, talk to parents. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. That's an intense job. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get out of it.
2: I, I believe it. Yeah. Like, but I, 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 Yeah. No, I, I admire that you're able to even do that for a little while, though. Well, thanks. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the novelty of it is one. I, I, I feel bad.
2: Si- I let kids play sports.
0: You
1: what? I let kids play sports. You let them? Yeah. Sometimes. They they bring you money. Only if they ask two weeks in advance and give me money, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Aren't you like a basketball coach or something? (laughs) No, I'm not a basketball coach. Not yet.
1: (laughs) You'd be a good basketball coach, though.
0: I would not be a good basketball coach. I
1: didn't nearly know enough about basketball. This
0: is Colin coaching basketball. Take a have lap. you
2: talked to Colin about basketball? Take a lap.
1: Yeah, Brian. Brian, Brian yeah. is someone who is 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 more of a sports fan than most. I'm
0: football. yeah, I'm a giant sports fan, but yeah, you know, I'm not big on the NBA. But yeah. I kind of like peripherally pay attention. But if
1: you if you like pro sports, you know a little bit about the yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they are the most dramatic of those pro sports. Yeah, they I, have headlines all the time.
0: I'm like my biggest ones are college football, NFL. I used to love hockey. Played hockey um, for like the first half of my life. Yeah. And uh, baseball, I just kind of know what's going on. You know, I I I kind of know what's going on in all the major sports, but yeah. the ones I really watch religiously are like college football, college uh, basketball for Michigan, and then like NFL. Yeah, giant nerd.
1: Giant nerd. But uh, I love a good stat nerd.
0: But yeah, okay. So just and so with the record too. Um, are there any songs that uh you? I mean, are there parts? On the record, are you satisfied with all of it? Or when you listen to it, are you like me, where you're constantly picking it apart? Of course. Of yeah. course. Of course. Are there, are there things, though, that, like... Is there? I hope that there's enough that makes you feel satisfied, though.
2: Yeah. No, there is. And, like, okay. this is... Like, I am, like, genuinely proud of it. Like, I'm, I'm happy with how most of it turned out. There are moments on it um, that I don't think I did well, and I would change if I did them again. But mostly, I'm just grateful that like actually finished it um and, like colin's a big part of that or like you know like colin um the record would not be what it was without colin just like because uh, i would just send colin demos and he would just like nod and say like yeah this is good and like oh, okay. without that feedback um as menial as it may have been like the record would not you kind of need that out. though yeah i absolutely yeah you know, like, you know and survived and on that in many ways
1: we're talking about how this record has made new brian like um Appreciate this kind of music more. Yeah, this was started to be created at the same time that I was starting to listen to more pop music. Okay, um, and less of stuff like Tanner's. Even though I never really like listened to a lot of the stuff that Tanner is really into, I do like some of the same stuff, and always have an appreciation for it. But I wasn't listening to it, and at the same time, he's sending me these tracks, and he was really making me like appreciate. It. And I've I've demoed significantly more of my own music in my room because of this record and hearing this record. Um, Just continuously doing more of me like messing with my keyboard and stupid instruments and tapping on stuff for percussion just because I saw, I didn't see, I heard what Tanner was doing was just asking about it. And I felt like uh, whether that's the kind of music I start making or not, it's
0: a good way to encourage myself to practice and a good way to expand my
1: ability a little bit
0: it definitely yeah definitely inspired me to want to like diversify my sound a little bit too and uh and just because i i'm going to incorporate tape recorded tracks into like a digital song and like have like a mix of like that warbly sort of like lo-fi with like an electronic drum sound and like weird big reverb vocals over top of it maybe like you know, but I just think like there's so much cool stuff you can do. I don't know. It really inspired me.
2: I think, um, I think it kind of bums me out in many ways when I hear, or this is this is a bad way of framing it, but whatever. Um, I think I think it sucks when people write amazing experimental music, but then record it in an extremely conventional way. Mm. Um, because I think I think the actual process of recording something can be just as involved and just as interesting as the writing process and like the stuff that you're writing um or like you know like why i always like i always just want um if i'm bringing an element to a song like if i'm like oh i'm gonna like put a synth track on this song or whatever like i'm gonna like turn the synth up really loud and sit like 20 feet away from the microphone the first take or you know i'm just gonna like mm-hmm. do a bunch of like weird experimental shit like for like four or five tracks to figure out like yeah what sounds interesting and yeah. like what makes it sound kind of that's or like it's something a really big thing about this guy um this band the microphones that i love so much um like a factor of their music that really inspired me is you can like kind of picture the room that it's being made in because you mm-hmm. can kind of hear spatially what's going on. And like, you can hear somebody like walking and like bumping into a dress yeah, or something. Cool. And like, I love music where you can feel this space that it's coming from.
0: Yeah. In a way. Like I'll do weird shit. Like I, I recorded this little uh, intro song for an old EP that I never really released, but like I recorded vocals with a Sennheiser guitar amp mic mm-hmm. just to get it to sound yeah. weird. And I yeah. turned it up really hot mm-hmm. so that I could it could hear me like moving stuff around on the desk and then yeah. like I just held it really close and just like did a really quiet whisper vocal into it. Yeah. it's it just things like that I really enjoy. Like taking microphones that should not be for vocals, but it gets the right sound for that part sort of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I love that kind of shit. Yeah. And it's it takes kind of like an artistic frame of mind to to be able to look at something differently, you know?
2: Yeah. And I think uh, that's another reason that I'm kind of scared to record in any kind of like studio environment is because, um, any sound engineer who was working with me would just be pissed off constantly. Cause I would just constantly be doing this or, you know, like, like, well, um, it
0: depends, dude. I think
2: I paid for time. Not for
0: I think it really depends. Like if you have a clear idea of what you're trying to do, and you find the right person i don't (laughs) well you know that's it's funny you mentioned that too because like talk a little bit about my own experience because i'm recording a record right now yeah i kind of like i have an idea okay of what i want the songs to be and i have the i have like the one guitar part all like fully figured out and this is how i write every single song yeah and then i have I'll work with no other drummer to write the drums, and then we'll get the drums and the guitar. But everything else in the vocal melody, the main vocal melody, yeah. everything else gets written like on the spot right. in the studio. Right. Like it can be frustrating because I'm sitting there like playing a bunch of different parts to try and figure it out. But I like the idea that like the record is going to be like a picture of how I was feeling at the time. Right. Like they're not these parts that are like thought of in advance it's just like whatever's happening right then based on the equipment that's there yeah you know so it's it's i think
2: i think there's something really valuable about that too i think um at least in my experience i realized that um because i write so much of the song during the actual recording process yeah as, as you were saying like it's probably a little bit less intentional than it could be, which is to say, I could write those parts ahead of time before I actually sit down and start recording and figure out something that I think is a little bit more musically admirable or
0: whatever else. Yeah,
1: but I think there I is. I still something- don't do that.
2: Yeah, I still write it in the studio. Like I, I
1: basically, I don't, not by rule, but I try to give myself like three chances to do something good. Yeah. And then usually out of those three chains, I'll figure right. out what I want to do and then do yeah. it three months. And
2: time. sometimes I do that and I think this was kind of like a half-assed part because I just yeah. wanted to get it done. Sure. But like there is still some honesty in that.
0: Well, you know, there's not, it's not to say that like when I lay down a, say like a second guitar track, that that's yeah. always going to be something that just happens right there in the studio. Right. That's not to say that I'll, I won't listen to it and then go back in a month and like tweak it, you know, but like yeah. the the basis of what that part is, just comes out organically based on, like, okay, I write this skeleton of a song, and then I kind of interpret my own music and, like, you know, play parts that are based on what I'm feeling, you know, what my own music makes me feel. And uh, I told this to one of the producers I'm working with, Nick, and it sounds kind of pretentious, but, like, I'm not trying to be. But I look at it the way, like, like an abstract painter. Sure. Like, you... Uh, you have like a well yeah I know right I'm just kidding. but the idea is like you have like a canvas and yeah. you just you have all your colors and all that shit right and yeah. you kind of maybe have a general idea of what it's going to look like but you don't know what it's going to be until it's done and then once it's done you get to reflect on like oh these are all the choices I made you know and instead of just like meticulously arranging the entire thing and then just executing it to perfection
1: yeah that's something that scares me and what keeps me from making music like Tanner's is, I don't, I I get scared when there's no rules, you know, hmm. and uh, and I
2: think the only thing that justifies that is, like, kind of blind self confidence in many ways, or like the like shit we've been talking about, the yeah. shit that you do as a gag, like you had a like drum machine and banjo track that you showed me that was just kind of a joke. If you had presented that to me, like, hey listen to this i would have thought it was the coolest thing you've ever done but because you didn't approach it with that confidence because it was kind of a joke when you made it Mm -hmm. or not a joke but you know just like a fun little yeah this was very fun yeah Yeah. um i think i think the only difference between that and what i'm doing is i'm saying listen to this Mm -hmm. and you're saying hey this is goof that i made sure um and that in and of itself is like kind of like sure this whole pretension thing um yeah But it's the only way that I can justify the shit that I do.
0: Yeah, dude, I hear you. I'm I'm always self-conscious, though. Like, whenever I talk about, like, my process or whatever and the fact that, like... Because I don't want it to come off... Dude, I'm so nervous about coming off, like, a douchebag. Like, that's the last thing I want. Like, on this, like, artsy, like, self-important guy. Yeah. You know?
1: We talk about... We've been talking about the challenge of the level of narcissism this whole thing takes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's almost like you have to channel a little bit of narcissism and ego. Because, like, if, if you didn't have enough ego to say, like, I'm capable of doing something cool. What's up, Jeremy? This what is what Tanner. I don't know if you guys what what up, ever Jeremy? met. Uh, just invite the Neighbors? No, oh, yeah. this is... uh This is the new album. This is the new podcast. It's called Fuck Painted Friends. No. Can I ask you a question? High five.
3: Yeah, what's up? In the mic? Yes. Hey, Brian, have you ever invited your neighbors to anything...
0: No. no. Oh, dude. Do you have
2: well, a relationship? I always wonder about. I guess that's justice. the
0: podcast. Podcast over. <laughs> podcast podcast correct. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. Um, no. Uh, yeah, but there's like a level of narcissism. You have yeah, I have to say, yeah. I'm gonna go
1: to this city tonight, and people are gonna show up. And they're gonna sit there and watch me, while they wait for the band they care about. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, or even to say I am the band they care about. Like I'm gonna go on this mini tour, um, and because people are gonna want to go to some random place and pay to see my band. Um, well, it's not a. This is not bad narcissism, but it, it is a challenge to do, at a certain point. If you struggle with some stuff like that. It feels so fucking weird. I think once you find success
0: too, like, if you start finding success, that would be the biggest challenge of like, once you, once it's very clear and obvious that people are coming to see you because they want to see you, what do you do with that? Like, how do you let that influence your ego, you know? And not to say I've ever been there, but like (laughs) even the small successes I've had, like with the podcast, like when people, I feel like I've handled it really well. Like people come up like, Hey, I like your podcast, things like that. These are feelings I've never experienced before, but it's smaller minor things, but like I've never done something that people like yeah openly liked. Yeah. It's, it's just weird.
2: Re- receiving feedback on a passion project from a stranger yeah. is yeah. really Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thing That's exactly it.
2: Like you feel like you put like your most intimate emotions and thoughts into that thing and then and a person that you've never met is experiencing it and getting anything out of it yeah that's a very like that's a huge fucking privilege but it's just not a so thing real. That i can wrap my head around we yeah. were
1: together when the album got released and we like hung out and we were listening to it and people started tweeting about the last track, Boycott December, yeah. like 35 minutes after it was released, meaning that yeah. they had just spent the last 32 minutes listening yeah, to the record from midnight.
2: Sean is like the a people and like, I just, person I've ever met.
1: I think like, that's such a hard thing to be like, not only did you try to do that, it worked and it happened. Yeah, people yeah. no, that was a
2: really cool moment. That was really...
1: That
0: was something that really impressed me when, I, when it happened. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but again,
2: that's Sean, and Sean is the kindest person I've ever know. met. I, I think the
0: know, reason I listened was because I saw a Chandler tweet about it. Yeah, Chandler
2: said some really fucking kind stuff, too.
0: Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. You know, I know Chandler like is, is like a gearhead. He's got a lot of cool gear, just yeah. based on like seeing his yeah. Instagram feed and stuff.
2: No, like an- another big moment during the recording process is I was hanging out at Chandler's house. Just like, I don't we were like watching... We're watching Simpson conspiracy videos, on YouTube, um, and I—I I, I, like mentioned that I was recording some stuff, and he was like, "Oh, like, do you want to play me a track or whatever?" So um, and I played that's him that's like a, just a demo a that friends. I had on my phone of "Boycott December," the last song, and he started crying, and I was like, "Oh, fuck!" Like, Chandler, you're the reason that I got into this scene. Like, seeing your band as like an 18-year-old, I was like, "Oh, this that's is awesome. where I'm supposed to be." So that was a really fucking—that was a cool—that
1: song in particular moment. just has this fairy like it's a, like a butterfly feeling
0: when you hear it you know i think, I, that, think I
2: think that's my favorite song the-
0: yeah i was just about to ask i think i have to look i am going to look at the track list because uh i can't play that song i don't know the words genuinely
2: no no it's i've fine. never been able to play that song
0: <laughs> i just wanted to uh comment on which which one was like my Junkie favorite yeah. i'm pretty sure Okay, so my favorite, it might not be my favorite song, because I think it's kind of short, and it's, its you'll understand what I say, but yeah. my favorite moment on the record is when it goes like, I'm barely there. Oh, really? There. Yeah, That's I love sweet. that. That's sweet. That's love dope. That I'm game.
2: glad. Uh, my friend Hannah, like one of my shout. best friends in the
0: world. Um, because it, that part extends out longer yeah. than like the, the stuff yeah. preceding it, and yeah. it's like, it really emphasizes that, and it's just like... It, it really in the lyrics and like the tone of it and everything cool. just captures this feeling of just like
2: people like that song a lot more than i that's like the most um the most direct i ever got about just like this masturbatory self-pity like that was yeah a that masturbatory that's um, great, dude. and i i thought everybody would that's do really that cool. and kind of write it off but like a, 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 like people are of the feedback that I've received on the album, a lot of people mentioned that song, um, which is really? remarkable. What's the name I of that one? kind i think it's called weird. "The Shallows." Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yep, yeah. That's The Shallows. surprised me that you call that one masturbatory. It's, it's true absolutely true.
0: masturbatory.
1: I guess so.
2: It's well, like yeah, this it is, fucking but... like.
0: Or well, no, it, it's strictly... it just depends. If it's genuine, then you know. I, don't I know, know that... what you mean. I yeah. I just am surprised that that's how you. Yeah, sure. I think that you know. I don't think I took it that way. It's self-deprecating, you know. Right. That's just this. Typical self-deprecating. My favorite track artist, is "What Spring you know? Will Bring."
2: <laughs> what? My favorite track is "What Spring Will Bring." uh, Colin is Colin will die on the sill. I love
0: that. You know track. what's interesting too I is this is track a record that like I don't remember the songs by their names because I usually just listen to it. All yeah, before. and a lot
2: of the names don't. "What
0: Spring Will Bring" is them. specifically named
1: on a line from a different song on the album. Yeah. So it's oh, that's cool. Colin's <laughs> that, that that idea. I, I was yeah. like,
2: all right, because we had directly
1: ripping off "Greet Death," though. I re- I said. Yeah, oh, truly, treat death. Did this. A die. lot of
2: the shit that I do is directly.
1: Because they did that with. They did that with sheets of white, and. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, black hole. Jesus
0: Christ. Yeah. Speaking of ripoffs, uh, dog-, dog leg has a lyric in Fox that says "In a daydream," so I'm still trying to get my royalties.
1: Okay, so <laughs> what I what I I've been saying that what's bring Will bring will be the top track besides only rat because only rat came out First. a month beforehand. Yeah
2: came out a week beforehand. A week? It came like, out
1: literally a week beforehand. You're right, before you're right a, week beforehand. a week beforehand. But it was a single. So yeah, sure. What's what going bring is track two right now. Yeah. I can't see the data, but it's track two, and I'm thrilled about it because it's, it's going to be the top <laughs> I'm thrilled one, about it. and you're going to pay for my casket. <laughs> Damn. Tell told him if, it, if it's the top track when I die, he's paying for my casket. Sick.
2: <laughs> That's a solid bet. Yeah, I'm down with that. I was assuming you're gonna die before me though which is not a given no i know i know that this is not a great deal
1: because i, I hope <laughs>
0: i'm the last person on earth I hope that everyone dies before me yeah, yeah. Don't, so don't, that i can like go into stores and just take pillage. whatever i want yeah just pillage <laughs> i am yeah. legend man so the beginning the the like baby blue dog. blood or uh-huh. whatever that i noticed that part repeats later in the album. Is there like a, a significance to the that? Loves
2: um book, sure. re- yeah it repeats a couple times um they're they're totally a significance in that it's not going to be significant to anybody except me probably or like you know like the um like that whole uh, th- that first song especially is like very convoluted or like the meaning of it i arrived at through just like totally arbitrary like jumping through hoops um, mm-hmm. and like there's i are i i think um Obviously, albums that have any kind of continuity, I think, are really interesting. Um, and I wanted to kind of do that. And I also wanted to... Colin and I talk about this a lot where it's like um, we hear cheesy lyrics in music and we're like, wow, that's a really good fucking line. <laughs> and then we write a cheesy lyric and we're like, what? Like that's so cheesy. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to keep that. Like the moment that you write a kind of like a hook like that where it's like a very easy to... We were Grab about, on to. I were you a new
1: song and i said i'm just letting myself be cheesy now. yeah
2: right oh uh, and like that's such a hard thing to do and as such i often write lines that don't make any objective sense and i'm like this is mm. the one like this is the line because because um i think in a way i'm able to you can't catch me now i don't fucking know like it um i think in a way i write counterintuitive lyrics and then hold on to that because i'm afraid of
0: writing intuitive lyrics that oh, could be understood okay. Um. Well, or, I don't know. It, there's was... like a. There's like a. Um, you maybe you can. This identifies with you. Maybe. Mm-hmm. There's there's something to using lyrics that are kind of vague and convoluted yeah. to sort of hide the meaning so that you know what it is, but it's not apparent to everybody. Right.
2: Yeah. And then I think especially. um And then it, it, if you repeat that line several times over yeah. the course of not just a song but an album, yeah, um, I think that w- when I hear when I hear somebody. Really put a focus on a line that I don't really understand. It makes me really reconsider that line because mm-hmm. mm. if they put in the thought Absolutely. to say I want to say this eight times, like <laughs> yeah. they must have given a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think there is something appealing about um,
0: repetition in, and that's why I asked you I what agree. the significance of it right. was. You know right. what I mean? Because yeah, it's exactly. like it's it's just. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't
2: know. Do you know? Do you want to answer that question? You might be what better. What the significance with- of Baby Blue Blood is? It's yeah. about. It's about.
1: Michael Jordan and how he hit the game winning buzzer beater for North Carolina and they were the baby blue. They they wore baby blue and Tanner loves uh UNC. Yeah, all Michael true. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Really? No.
0: So uh, yes,
1: absolutely. I, Without a doubt. So so the baby blue blood thing <laughs> This is a
2: baseball baseball. Basketball,
1: best- basketball I mean he played album. baseball
0: too. Uh hey Colin, fuck off, dude. <laughs> baby
1: blue blood to me, I don't think means means anything i don't know what it means uh i don't even know if i've asked you what it means um because i think it's just one of those things that only tanner knows and it doesn't maybe doesn't even know yeah. and but the to me the most important part of that song even though it doesn't repeat is the end where he says uh um cool. come on baby blue blood we've got guests to entertain because it's like this weird setup for the album that's so yeah he loves fancy things and it's like setting up for this like Wolf of Wall Street party or this great yeah. Gatsby great Gatsby is what I think of the yeah. most because I have this weird thing against Wolf and of I'll... Wall Street but it's like a very great Gatsby-esque thing to me and I don't know um you, you kind of comes to- back to that I'm the only rat in New York
2: City as yeah. well you don't listen to the National at all but they do that a lot or like Young Ritual also does that a lot Young, Young Ritual does that um, a lot Whereas mm. this kind of like play glamorous like yeah. mm, kind yeah. of like yeah or, I don't know, I think He's I think there's something
0: a, a suit
1: and fairly
2: base about, about that, but also very appealing. Um, or, like, it's such a... Or, like, I talk a bunch about, like, cocaine on the one track. Um, and it's... Just because it's, it's such, like, an easy image for yeah. that kind of, like, we wear suits and we spend all our money on drugs. Like, yeah. that kind of thing where it's, like, so it abruptly... Is a, it's a classy drug. Well, I can... In, you know, I'll give you my literature.
0: interpretation of it. I like to ask people, like, what their thing was, then I'll give you my... Mm-hmm. So just you describing all that the album as a whole covers these concepts of like it being weird in the world and how and you know that along with like these fancy type things mm. and but beneath all that and which I which is why I love that baby blue blood repeats throughout that is it that phrase in particular makes me think like boiling beneath the surface of all of these things is yeah. is like um something childlike yeah you yeah. know like yeah. baby blue is like this this mm-hmm. color that you see. It's just like it's that. very childish it's very like yeah. naive and vulnerable and I so like that. you like your blood like the, the the thing that makes you 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 know the thing like coursing through your veins is like yeah. this childlike sort of like vulnerability fear sort yeah. of like uncertainty you know like I'm helplessness Somewhere. Yeah,
2: and I think I think another reason, like, that whole a- album is in many ways kind of, um, or I, in many ways I kind of approached it as, like, a letter to a person. Um, and so, like, repeating that your, like, re- repeating that individual that I'm talking to over the course of several songs kind of made it feel maybe a little bit more cohesive in that regard. regard mm-hmm. Or, like, um... It 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 Yeah, I think it or I was trying to remind the listener that I was still talking about the same person, or I was still talking gotcha. about the same thing. Um Or kind of chronic or like I don't know, like like as if it were like a diatribe that I didn't necessarily want the person to read, but I um Oh, I gotcha. Like I wanted I, I wanted it to be known that the things that I was saying in the first song and the things that I was saying in the shallows and the thing that I was saying in the last song, like that's all for the same that's all trying to address the same thing more or less and that's all trying to i don't know
0: and this is why i'll go back to like also what i was saying about baby blue blood i think that the title is perfect because it's like you're grown you're grown up but you still you have like this this childishness this helplessness inside of you but you're 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 grown up now you can't be a child like you can't Yeah. yeah You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, 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 can't. The you can't. Yeah, you can't. Like go crying to your parents all the time. You know, you can't. Yeah. Like you have to help yourself. Like you can't just like assume the fetal position whenever <laughs> things get bad. And that's it's yeah. very hard because yeah. <laughs> there's still this like this childlike vulnerability yeah. inside. Yeah,
2: and I love, life. I love, I love musicians who can accurately. Um kind of convey that feeling of being small or like feeling yeah or feeling, feeling not equipped feeling you love to talk about your size yeah
3: that's true um, <laughs> well
2: I feel like
1: it's very nostalgic the whole thing to me is very nostalgic yeah it is yeah,
0: yeah from th- front that to back is yeah. is a
1: big big wall nostalgia yeah. to me it, it feels like talking to um, a younger version of yourself or something <laughs> like that or um uh, or you know a partner
2: that's kind thank you for saying that
0: I will uh I'm gonna hit pause real quick. Yeah, I gotta use the bathroom. Run upstairs. Cool. Um When I come back, we'll set up mics for the guitar and stuff. Maybe cool. get a little song action yeah. in. I'm are, down. You, are you guys in any sort of like time constraints no. or anything? No, no. Sweet. Okay. I have to be home by like six thirty. Oh, okay. Sweet. time.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. Hello, uh, my name's Tanner. This project's called Young Adult Fiction. I'm here with Brian and Colin, and I'm gonna play uh, two songs real quick uh the first two songs off my new record which is called much too big to be a lap dog out everywhere now which is to say like a month ago
3: As I walk in alone Your picture portrait smile down the hall Your mother laughed and told me She was glad to have me back She can't reach the highest cupboard But I'm tall Lost and found In a cap and gown Floating face down Never coming out Lost and found In a cap and gown Floating face down So take apart our evenings on the road slanted shingled public kissing booth, and take apart those riverside afternoons tail chasing conversations about the blue and take apart those cigarettes we smoke how our aviary lungs fill up Vapor eagle boats and take apart the cafe by the church where you looked me in the eyes and asked me to show you where it hurts while well, I'm back on the roof now and I know I know I know fighting in three feet of water will lay it down Yesterday, so I'm just laying in the clouds. I've been living in the freezer and I'm never coming out, lost and found in a cap and gown, floating face down, lost and found in a cap and gown. a kid playing with a hoax I hope you're loving with the love you've never known I hope you're happy as a kid playing with the hoax I hope you're living with the love you've never known Ocean, 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 I will beat you in the end I'm gonna lay down in the dark park and never walk again Ocean, 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 I will beat you in the end I'm gonna lay down in the dark park and never walk again I'll never walk again Tapping on the glass that'd be good for heaven's
0: sake. Cool.
1: Well done. That was awesome, dude. Thanks. That was
3: so great.
0: Fun. God, Neat. I love that song. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, the sorry for anybody listening on the podcast right now. Uh well in the future. If the the levels on that are a little screwy, because like at one point you got louder than yeah. the original thing, no, I'm sorry. but no, I was adjusting the levels yeah. as we went, Man. so it might sound a little yeah. weird, but like I said, dude, if it you was fucking awesome. The, the engineers got
2: <laughs> you know, <'cause> you fix <laughs> the, all it.
0: It all was. It, and post. Yeah, it was. It was great. That was. Well, that was really.
2: <laughs>
0: we have a
1: good amount of uh, a fake documentary. with Space Cadet and and Chip and Really well. They keep asking me questions about yeah, Ben and I get mad. And they go, "We'll fix it in post." And we just keep filming people and go, "We'll fix it in post." That
0: sounds like a John Mulaney joke. But that that, 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 like that maybe movie. isn't a John Mulaney like, joke.
1: Everything I do is <laughs> a <Yeah>. John joke.
0: <Mulaney laughs> that Somebody was me, like, awesome. Or... Trying to smoke. Yeah, I would do that. That works. All right, let me. uh, I don't smoke, by the way. If you're listening, Dad, they no, do. Don't put that part on it. <laughs> Yeah, bro.
2: No.
0: Okay, take two of wrapping it up. Um yeah we tried to wrap it up just now and it was really stupid
2: we talked all about words with friends for like 30 to 40 minutes
0: yeah this is this is it was it was uncalled for um anyways thanks for coming and performing yeah thanks for having
2: me this is a treat this is such a weird fucking thing and super cool (laughs) Yeah, weird as in, like, you just, like, don't know what to expect. Yeah, or I don't know. Really. It's just, like, an interesting... It's it's a really neat medium that I feel like a lot of people don't get. Tanner to likes to use yeah. adjectives themselves. that don't give you any clue if he means good or
0: bad. <laughs> that's very true, dude. He does it all the time. That's really... I set yeah. him tracks, and he's like, that's wild. That's something I've I've noticed, like, <laughs> today. But mainly, we were talking about his own music, which I get. Yeah. <laughs> but, um But yeah, if you want to uh plug your shit, just let yeah. people know where they can find everything. Yeah. Um... I don't have anything to sell
2: you. I don't have any like merch or anything yet. I don't even have fucking tapes of the album yet. Uh that will happen before too long. Um but uh the album's on Bandcamp, you can pre-order tapes, you can just buy the digital thing, you can just listen to it. Hell, it's on Spotify, Apple music, blah blah blah, it's all in the young adult fiction. Um I have social media, I got Twitter, I got Facebook, I got Instagram uh, Is it just at Young Adult Fiction? It's some variation of like Young Adult Fiction or YA Fiction or yadult, some shit If you find, if you find on one Twitter. you can find all yeah, the rest yeah, of them yeah. just because they're linked or whatever um, Yeah, uh, one thing that I did want to say before we finish this is uh, uh, <laughs> Pat Ray is the only reason that I play music and I'm uh, just permanently indebted to him um and he's never gonna listen to this podcast so i can say that yeah yeah <laughs> uh no but that's that's real like he he yeah. put me on my first bills he he was the first one who ever saw me oh that's um cool. who played shows and he was like yeah like you can do this like this is like a thing that you should keep doing yeah
0: um, he's he's a good guy he he's, keeps hooking me up too he'll like maybe like once a month i'll get a message from pat saying like hey can you play the show mm-hmm and I'll be like, "Yes, Pat." <laughs> yes, Pat. And I'm it's, it's, about it's, it's yeah. Changing the name of my band from In a Daydream to In Pat Ray's Dream, but <laughs> we're gonna we gotta I have lawyers to have to discuss that with. But
2: it is. Uh, I, I mean this with all sincerity. Like no, seeing sure. seeing Pat like play, no, like play shows and book shows. Like really gives me hope for the scene because a lot of people only book shows as a way of networking or like, and even that, like that's, that's fine. That's cool. Like as long as you're booking shows for whatever reason, like that's badass. but seeing Pat, like if Pat books a show and a touring band is coming through and he doesn't get the turnout that he originally wanted, he'll like reach into his wallet and pull out like 60 bucks and put it in the tip jar and not tell the man, like, it's not about that. It's not about that. He's just like, genuinely like, this is like a thing that needs to keep happening. And, I don't need to be like visually responsible for that, but I'm like, I'm going to support it. And yeah. It's, that's it's awesome. pretty fucking remarkable. That's really great. Yeah. Anyway, that's the, uh, yeah. I just want to jerk
0: off about Pat Ray for a little while. Um, you know, I agree with that. all the stuff you said. Yeah. I love Pat. He had a, I don't know if you ever listened to his episode. I I did. Yeah. That was a hilarious. Like we had never hung out really, really yeah that's funny no your chemistry was killer it was really funny yeah we were just like oh you love bits too (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's have one one bit for an hour and a half (laughs) for a whole podcast yeah but it's like I love podcasts that go like that Um, yeah exactly like there's like a rhythm of you you know that each other are genuine Mm -hmm. and you can weave like seamlessly in and out of like jokes and serious jokes and serious without ever really losing the message but yeah I think that's really important okay young adult fiction uh, come see them play with my band uh, and Pursuer and Andrea Doria and Benthos at Blind Pig on December 28th. 28th, yeah. Ann Arbor. It's going to be dope. Bay, bay. It's my first like real venue show. What's up? It's going to be sweet. And then one more thing. Uh, my band in the, the podcast for the 50th episode um, this Saturday, December 21st, down at the Summit Shack with uh, Equipments, their EP release show, Origami Angel, oh, uh, Cheem, And Parkway in Columbia. So that's bad. Five bands, podcast in the house, summit shack, bowling green. Hit it up. All right. Thanks for listening, Peeps.